0: Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey
1: everybody, and welcome to the Drone Loop Show. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada. I'm the engineer on the Ask an engineer, engineer Show, we're broadcasting live from downtown Manhattan, where you can see our factory behind us. Uh, usually busy as bees uh, with people making, kitting, shipping, manufacturing, soldering, uh, coating, and more, but right now it's all quiet. because It's just me and Mr. Lady Ada, because we are going to do this show. We've got an hour of news and updates and videos and products and more to uh, unspool for you. We got to catch up on last week's show uh, because we were out of town, but uh, we're going to get right into it. So, Mr. Lady Ada, please tell them what's on tonight's show.
0: On tonight's show, The Code of Space Girl, 10% off in the Adafruit store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. or so. Anything in stock in our store, 10% off at adafruit.com. We do a bunch of live shows. We'll be talking about those. We just did the show and tell. lady will talk about some of the folks that was on the show and tell and more. Time travel, look around the world, makers, hackers, artists, and engineers, what's going on in the world of Adafruit and more. From the mailbag, you send us letters and we read them. Help wanted, we got some jobs from the Adafruit jobs board, jobs.adafruit.com. Check it out, post your skills, or if you're a company, post up your job openings. We got some advanced manufacturing, made in New York City factory footage, and kind of a big announcement. We'll talk about that later on in the show. 3D printing, we got a double header, a twofer, um, because we're catching up on videos from last week. And then we have ION MPI. This week is Scotch Brand, Cool packaging solution we'll be showing you. We got some new products. We got some top secret. We're gonna answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash discord. Please, please, please post it over there. We answer the questions at the end of the show, save them until then. Um, but you can ask any question anytime during the show. That's when we get to it. Join all 34,000 of us over there. It's a big old community. We welcome you. All that and more on, you guessed it, ask an engineer. Okay, let's pay some bills. Space girl, that's the code. And when you start putting stuff in your cart, Lady Ada, what do they get?
1: You get free stuff, $99 or more. We give you a free Permaproto half size breadboard. You take your solderless breadboard projects and make them solder full. $149 or more will give you a pink KB2040 board. It's compatible with, uh, pinout compatible with uh, the Pro Micro, but it's got USB C, it's got RP2040, tons of memory, uh, castellated pads, and it's now supported by QMK which is great if you wanna take your keyboard projects and run them on the powerful RP2040. And uh, one ninety nine or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the content of the United States, as always.
0: Okay, um, and a reminder for Raspberry Pis and for also things that are in high demand, please, please, please make sure you make an account on Adafruit, verify your email address, and then set up two-factor authentication. Um, there's gonna be more products that are in that category. And uh, just a side note, just to let everyone know how um, challenging it is out there in the world of chip shortage. So there was folks that were trying to purchase Raspberry Pis and then sell them for like $500 on eBay. And then for folks who got caught doing that, who bought them from Adafruit, we um, didn't allow them to order again. So then they did chargebacks. And they said, oh, I really didn't get my order from Adafruit. And um, even though we found them on eBay, even though we banned their account and we told them not to do it. Um, So that's part of this, you know, stories you don't hear. And then last week and um, I was going to do like a time travel thing, but I'll just I'll just mention it Um, looks like one of these folks. um, They didn't like that. They were caught doing this and then they pretended to be a wired reporter and claimed (laughs) that they're they're like, how do you feel about your employees selling Raspberry Pis on eBay? And they were just really um, silly and sloppy, and uh, they tried to cause problems, um, but-
1: Between us and Raspberry Pi. But yeah. Don't know that us and Raspberry Pis are BFFs.
0: Yeah, they're like, the Raspberry Pi foundation is mad at you. It was kind of silly. So, um, you know, Step this off, is- Step off, Felicia. Yeah, so it's one of those things where you can't really stop these things from happening. It's is how you react and how you respond. And that's why it's really good to be friends with a lot of your partners and folks you work with. So special thanks to Liz and Evan from the Raspberry Pi Foundation. And, um, you know, it doesn't need to be that way, but I understand Um, some folks, this is how they express their pain and greed and all sorts of things that um, I'm sure uh, everyone has something going on. So anyways, that was fun this week. Um, Next up, we do a bunch of live shows. And we have, I don't know, five or six live shows a week at this I point. Know. And, and people
1: are back. A lot of people went on vacation yeah. and they're back.
0: We just finished up the show and tell. lady. Um, uh, show and tell, we do this every week. Gnome Pedro did around, JP did around, Liz did around. Um, we had a bunch of uh, cool projects this week. Our team showed some things. Scott showed some previews of what you can do with Word circuit Word Python Wordflow 8. And, and, and then, then Narodoc, Narodoc showed on that actually too. doing this. Um so that's cool. Mark showed how you can um, use Circuit Python to make these cool googly eyes. Mm. Definitely watch that. Um, so this is
1: making like a scale. It's gonna be a right. connected scale. Yeah,
0: JP had this little synth thing.
1: Yes. And then we uh, saw this. Jeppler had QMK micropad. Yeah.
0: Then we saw this really neat um, USB tester mm-hmm. because there was a USB like hang your keys and then yeah. um, you know show that off. And then Don um, Pedro showed their the neat little droid that we're gonna that's be right. showing the video for. The Lola Droid. Um, so we got a lot going on this week
1: okay i yeah. know it was a lot all right and back. then
0: um we're, we're catching up so we did um the great search uh during the week because we didn't have a desk of lady ada so the great search is when lady ada uses her powers of engineering to show you how to find things on the digikey site so what was the previous week's great search
1: okay so this week's great search is um it's a customer request somebody was trying to program some SAMD51, SAMD21 chips, and our tutorial, you know, just for school or their own project. And we recommend using the J-Link EDU Mini, um, which is a great $20 educational um, programmer that works with Cortex chips. And um, it's totally unobtainium because the chip that's used in it is not available. And so this, unfortunately, it's, we don't know when we're gonna be able to stock it again. It's, um, you can't even back order it um so i i did want to have a good recommendation for them uh, for programming arm um, cortex chips um there are inexpensive simsys dap boards but i really think if you're going to be programming a couple boards you're going to spend a couple hours on it i recommend um uh investing in an in Atmel ice and Atmel ice uh, they're good for avrs and sam chips i have one here and one at home i use it all the time to resuscitate boards program bootloaders step debugging all that good stuff. It's like the official firmware programmer. And, um, you know, there's a nice kit that's 180 bucks, but there's also a really low cost version that's only like $80, uh, which isn't that much more than the Edu Mini. Um, It's definitely worth every penny. You just need to grab a uh, a SWD cable to go along with it.
0: Okay. And uh, this weekend, Disk of Lady Ada returns Sunday night hacker clock. That's uh, after we finish our Sunday work and more. um, We do our show, so tune in for that. JP's product pick of the week. I'm gonna show the latest one um, because, you know, we were off last week. Um, So take it away, JP.
2: This is this week's product pick of the week. It is the Dot Star 8x8 64 pixel LED grid. It's a little one inch by one inch square. It's got 64, it's 8x8, of the little dot stars on there and you can see there's these little mounting tabs. You can snap those off or you can use them with M2.5 screws to attach them to something. Uh, I'm running this under some diffusion acrylic so it's going to look a little bit blobby. I'll turn my exposure down so you can see a little better there. Uh, So here I'm running some scrolling text across here as well as just some flashing colors. And what I'll do is I'll show you how that's set up. There's a lot of ways that you can code these. You can use uh, in Arduino, fast LED, in CircuitPython, fancy LED, LED animation library. That is my product pick of the week. It is the 64LED dot star grid, eight x
3: eight.
0: And tomorrow is JP's workshop. Be sure to turn into that. And then on Friday's with Tim, we have Deep Dive We can get all the knowledge and more about the innards of circuit python time travel so we've got a bunch of stuff going on i thought we would start off this week's time travel with um kind of you know we have um IO and i and and i feel like there's like these sleeper uh hits that we have with it because uh we're incrementally adding so much but then there's like okay here's a giant update that brings it all together so uh, if you check out our blog, and then you also can check out the IO site, um, we have the Whippersnapper firmware installer and design update. So one of the things uh, that folks were like, well, how do I, how do I easily add my board? How do, I, how do I use this cool no code or low code thing? And um, if you're familiar with CircuitPython and how easy it is to use, um, we're doing that with Adafruit IO, and then we make it even easier with whippersnappers. So you can choose your board. Um, there's 18 different ones. Anyone can add their own boards.
1: We tried to make it as easy as circuitpython.org. And of course, yeah. yes, people can submit a PR. The repo that contains all the board options is on GitHub, and we have a tutorial even on how people can submit their own boards. Uh, right now, we only support ESP32 and um, airlift boards. Uh, ESP32 supported the best, but um, they are supported well.
0: Yeah, and I'll say this. Um, will not stop anyone from putting their boards up. There's other um, I.O. services and Internet of Things services where you can't use whatever hardware you want. Um, we want to always do that. Just like there's more non-Adafruit boards in circuitpython.org slash downloads. There'll probably be more non-Adafruit boards in uh, Whippersnapper, And we're fine with that because that's how you teach and share and get more people to come together. Um, so it makes it really easy to set up a new device, use your board. plug in a USB, download Whippersnapper, launch the bootloader, drag and drop, set up a secrets file, upload your secret file, and connect. So there's a better interface, really easy to use. Um, we go through each parts of these. Uh, we have open source portions of it, so check that out. Um, and then you can take a look at the main menu. You get your Adafruit I.O. key. All the dashboards. There's a lot of stuff going on, and then we have tons and tons and tons of buttons, um, alerts, actions. You set up your actions. Um, I don't know. Isn't is there anything easier?
1: No, I'm working. With, i work with <laughs> them every week. You know, the web part time something we wanted to do for years, years, and um, I think I think the future of IoT, especially for students, um, as internet gets cheaper, and you know, we're talking about the the Pico W in, in a minute. Um which will p- add will be added support to whippersnapper as soon as yeah. soon as the Wi-Fi gets added to Arduino, um we'll be add be able to add support for it. And it's um you know, people want to have a no-code way to just a lot of people are like, I just want to take sensor temperature data, log it, and then do something when the temperature goes above or below something. And that's that's quite hard to do. Um but we want to make it uh, trivial to do with whippersnapper. It's
0: all free. Um if you want to buy some hardware to support us, great. Uh not required. And uh, we also uh, chat with educators and they do the, um, I don't know if people are familiar with like the Pepsi challenge, if that's still a thing, but they ranked all the different IOT services and Adafruit IO hit all the requirements. And then there was a pretty big gap between uh, all the requirements and then what's even, you know, second, third, four, fifth, six. So, um, that was good because it could have went the other way. They could have said this isn't right for our students, and we would have said, okay, well, let's do some updates, let's add some more features. But um, we hit the mark on that. Okay, uh, I have an AdaBox update. So we are we are in the desert of <laughs> of no parts. There is there's uh, a turtle
1: here. It's upside down. Yeah.
0: So we you know we wanted to ship winter edition, and that's when the part shortage really started to hit. So we're like, okay, you know, we'll get to spring. We'll be able to do this. Well, spring has turned to summer. So we're gonna try to ship Adabox in the summer. Um, don't worry if you're an Adabox subscriber, you don't get charged until we ship. So uh, hold on tight. If you wanna cancel and come back later, totally fine. But you, you lose your spot in line and we have- 500 um, sign up we're More press. than that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if 500 people left, 500 people would instantly get those slots. So please, 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 um, maybe hang tight, but luckily, I think everyone's pretty cool about what's going on. Um, they're very aware, we always give you updates. The second we know we're gonna ship, as in like, okay, w- the parts came in, the things that we really needed to get in, um, we'll do it like a live stream to show you, here's the boxes, here's the things that we're doing. And then we'll give you a, a good timeline because one of the things we don't wanna do is fill your inbox with like, hey, nothing's changed. I'm on a lot of Kickstarters and they're, and they're just like, hey, here's this week's update nothing there's no update and i'm just like ah okay well we we're starting
1: to see some parts trickle in though um we you know there's there's definitely was this like nine month period of like not being able to get parts that we were expecting to get, part- get in but it's it's it seems things to be loosening up a little bit and hopefully they'll stay that way yeah we'll see okay
0: um and then uh don't address your um screen Um, we're not going to show the factory footage yet but I just wanted to use the same graphics advanced manufacturing made in New York City we have some pretty exciting news Um, congratulations Lady Ada Adafruit Uh, is a co-chair of a really exciting group in New York City so if you go to nyc.gov which we're gonna go to right now
1: that's where it's at
0: um, the New York City mayor's office launches an industrial working group to chart sector's post-pandemic future. Um, So if you look, and I'm just going to like zoom in here. Look at this. Yay. Our Lady Ada is... uh,
1: Make the text big.
0: Yeah, this is, I got that button that makes the text big. Um, Our Lady Ada is the uh, co-chair here, along with uh, Eric, the CEO of Brooklyn Brewery. Yeah. So these are the two co-chairs. Yum. And um, I think this is kind of cool because... All of these folks are folks that we've always wanted to meet, always wanted to help, always wanted to figure out, can and we make- And of them
1: are customers. Yeah, all customers are there. They're, they're
0: customers. And also, like we all get to chat with one another. How do you uh, solve this infrastructure thing? How do you solve this real estate thing? What about this? What can the city do for uh, more manufacturing? So if you look, um, you can, it's from food, like Acme Smoked Fish, to um, recycling centers, to continuing education. There's just a lot and um, we'll see how this goes. Um, We have meetings every couple weeks and this goes all the way to October. Um, And I think this will be really beneficial for the city. Um, They're kind of letting us do uh, what we want to do. So I'll be hopefully coordinating with Lady Ada and maybe we can get some of these folks on some of our shows as well so you can see some of the fantastic manufacturing
1: interview them about what it's like to manufacture in new york yeah Yeah.
0: and um you know one of the things we don't have in new york yet or at least not it's it's happening but it's not maybe visible for as many folks is there is so many high-tech manufacturing jobs and manufacturing isn't like oh i work on the you know these giant pieces of equipment it's actually things like Adafruit. Um, additive manufacturing, advanced manufacturing, you know, 3D printing, laser cutting—you um, know, really, a, a really interesting manufacturing. Um, and that's a career for a lot of people. Um, all the folks at Adafruit, um, they started in one department, and that's how we have our management team. They started in kitting or shipping or running machines, and 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 now they're helping to 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 run all different parts of an advanced manufacturing company in New York City. So. Um, I think that'll be the best part is the connections that you make with these, these folks. And maybe we can you know have a um, supply chain solution for folks. Like you could get something made start to finish in New York. So we'll see. OK, uh, it's mailback time. Okay, this week on Mailbag. Not really a question, but a shout out to you Lamore and PT and Adafruit and community. What I've learned from the community and from watching Lamore and other Ada folks, you all enabled my journey deeper with hardware and embedded software. I was able to land an amazing job doing embedded engineering that I'm starting the end of this month.
1: Yay,
0: that's cool. All right, speaking of jobs, Data for jobs Award. it's free, um, but we do look at each one before we um, let the job listing go live, or the skills, because we want to make sure no one gets uh, spammed or scammed, um, because there's a lot of that in this world. So there is a uh, what do they call a, uh, a, it a cornucopia of options of jobs this week. So many yeah. options. Yeah. So this week there is science builder, science kit builder. MicroKits, it's part time, Charlottesville, Virginia. Arduino curriculum developer, DIY Girls, that's contract in the San Fernando Valley in California. A PCB LED Matrix Designer, ShopCat in Brooklyn, contract, and a creative engineer fabricator for Mechatronics, that's also in Brooklyn. Check that out. Okay, let's do some Python on hardware. Okay, the big news. We are counting down to CircuitPython Day. It is August 19th, 2022. We'll have all day events virtual around the world. If you like Python on hardware, this is the event for you. Uh, Right now we're doing all the coordination. Um, You know, one day we would like to have an in-person event, but we still know that's a little bit challenging. That's okay. We've been doing virtual ones from the start. So check out the Adafruit blog, circuitpython.org. The newsletter that you can get on AdafruitDaily.com. And um you'll see all the events we have planned. Lots of folks in the community will probably be doing talks and uh and more. So that's coming up. It's a Friday. And uh it's also a holiday for Adafruit. Um there's no holidays in August. Um that, that are So we invented one. So we invented one, and that's uh that's CircuitPython Day. So okay. Um big news, I guess I would say is um more python on hardware this one is from the uh, Raspberry Pi Foundation so yes. um the Pico W what what's pythony about it lady Ada
1: Yes there's a new Raspberry Pi Pico um this one which is called the Pico, apparently is the uh, is the name that people like to call it uh, cuz there's the Pi 0W and this is similarly named
0: Move um, over that's move utterly over.
3: delightful
1: It is now <laughs> the Pico so it, it looks just like the Raspberry Pi Pico the RP2040 baseboard. board Except the bottom half, instead of being kind of mostly empty, uh, now has a Wi Fi module under a tin, which does look a little bit like uh, the module on the Raspberry Pi 4. And that's not a coincidence because it's the same chip. It's the uh. Uh, Cypress Infineon uh, CYW43439, which has Bluetooth Classic, Bluetooth Low Energy, and Wi Fi support. Inside of um, that chip is in, in, in addition to this radio. Um, a dual-core ARM Cortex chipset, which can be loaded with firmware. And on the PICO-W, what happens is that we load firmware on it that lets it communicate back and forth with the RP2040 to give it wireless capabilities. Um, so the long story about this is, uh, you know, on launch, we, we basically didn't have access to the uh, firmware before our launch, but um, we do now, so we can take a look at it. But um, for launch, it comes with MicroPython support. Um, The MicroPython support's really good. It's only Wi-Fi right now, but they're working on BLE and Bluetooth Classic. And um, we are not actively, actively working on adding the um, CircuitPython support for this wireless chip because we're really focusing on the web workflow and we don't want to just, we're kind of like in a a good groove right now and we don't want to stop that and work on some hardware. Um, But if there's people who are interested and want to help uh, do the porting, um, we're happy to help folks out with it. Um, it is in the MicroPython core, so it has to min- be massaged a little bit to move into CircuitPython core, but it's not, you know, a, a ground up port. It's more just to make it compatible with um, CircuitPython sockets. We use a thing called Socket SocketPool, um, but it, 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 there's no reason why it wouldn't work in CircuitPython. Um, again, it just somebody needs to help with the port to get it from MicroPython to CircuitPython. Um, And uh, there's also going to be a header version eventually, but right now there's this Castellated version with the module, but it's cool. You now have wireless support. It's inexpensive. Um, You can sign up, we will have some at Adafruit. We did not put any in because we wanted to uh, prioritize getting some Raspberry Pi 4s out, but uh, this week, you know, we might put some in. So sign up. All
0: right, so, um, you know, it's interesting in the world of microcontrollers now, and in the world of Raspberry Pi, what's shipping? Python. Yeah. And it seems like that's the way a lot of folks are going to start their coding journey. But then experts can do quite a bit yeah. too. Yeah.
1: Oh, and circuit and micro and Arduino support. There's micro Python. Circuit Python is you know we're thinking about it, but there's no active workflow on it. And um, Arduino is being worked on, I think, actively. So Arduino should have okay. support too.
0: All right. Um, in the newsletter, this was one of our bigger newsletters. Good work. Yeah. And um, RGB hex keyboard powered by CircuitPython. Python. Um, Tom's Hardware um, had their PiCast, and um, if you're familiar with Geek Mom and all of the things that um, she does, check it out. Um, you could see adding a web server to CircuitPython, That's the thing that Scott talked about on the show and tell. Um, we also uh, had the QMK keyboard firmware. Uh, update that Macropad mm-hmm. is supported. Um, you can check out the uh, latest from... We try to keep track of what's going on with the Python uh, Software Foundation because we're all connected to it and we're also um, one of the people who uh, sponsor and donate. Um, you can check out the latest thing there. They added some new board members. Um, list of our shows that's going on um, and then what's going on with the latest Circuit Python show. Um, check out... Uh, Paul's interviews that are usually uh, every couple weeks or so. And then Raspberry Pi Pico W Projects uh, list over there put together a list of projects that you can check out, so if you're just getting one of these now or you're about to get one of those, you could start to figure out, well, what exactly do you want to put on these things? So folks are already, like, they're using JSON, they're using, you know, MicroPython, and they're displaying text on things, so they're getting started. Um, The googly eyes that you saw um, from Mark, that's in the newsletter, and it's just kind of an unending series of projects. I think one of the things that folks could probably do is if you're just getting into this, because there's more people that are getting started with a lot of things, is subscribe to the newsletter and just scroll down really fast and just look at the the projects and then figure out what you want to build and then learn the code based on that. Um, So anyways, it just is unending. So don't forget, we have CircuitPython Day coming up. Subscribe to the newsletter. We deliver this every single week. It's on Adafruit Daily, which is a completely separate site. We do that on purpose, so you don't have to worry about it being tied to your store account because we don't like it when we shop at a website, and then all of a sudden we get newsletters, so we made a separate site called Adafruit Daily, which has newsletters like this, and that is this week's Python on Hardware. Okay, we're an open source hardware company. To prove it, we post our code with an open source hardware license, and we also have a bunch of guides. We have two thousand six hundred and I think ninety-five guides. What's on the big board this week, Lady Ada?
1: Okay, we've got a couple projects. Uh, we've got some updates. Um, uh, we did a clean out of the freak show guide, and also Liz has updated the cutie pie. ESP32 S3 guide, Uh, those are updates and cleanups. Um, We also published uh, the Getting Started with Microsoft Azure and CircuitPython. Uh, Liz Clark is doing a three-part series um, in uh, collaboration with Microsoft. Uh, They wanted to show people how easy it is to use Azure, which is usually considered a very uh, advanced IoT platform. And it is, it's very powerful, but you can use it with CircuitPython and get going in like five minutes. Um, We're doing a little sensor logger demo here with an uh, um, ESP32-S2 feather with TFT and a BME280. Yeah,
0: we're going to show a video right after we go through some Mm -hmm. of these guides too.
1: Um, We've also got uh, the DRV2605. I think we just updated that guide a little bit. The um, ADS1015 and 1115 um, ADC four-channel breakouts Uh, got Stemaketria-fied. I've uh, also got a couple of cool uh, cassette player projects. So JP, uh, you saw that video at the beginning of the show. It's a, a variable loop controller uh, that uh, takes MIDI and uh, plays audio through a cassette player, um, but you can control uh, the, speed of, and, uh, the speed of the speed of the playback, which makes like a cool weird drony loop um, effect using um, a hackable off the shelf uh, cassette player, like portable cassette player.
0: All right, and then there's more.
1: Um, Katni wrapped up her massive guide on how to create excellent GitHub profiles with Markdown. It's a good tutorial on Markdown and also how to make a lovely uh, lovely profile on your GitHub page. Um, It's one of those cool hacks that you can do with GitHub.
0: Yeah, Um, one thing uh, that I think is really important. So we get asked a lot from folks like, oh, you know, I wanna get a, a job being a developer. Um, maybe I'll apply to Adafruit. What should I do? And, and um, what things can I work on? I'm just getting started. Um, or you even have, we were talking about, you know, we have a relative who, who is a young person going off to school and they're doing coding and they're just like, well, how do, you know, wh- what are some good things to do? And we said, you know, make sure you're publishing something on on GitHub on a regular basis. And then now we have a way for you to make, you know, we don't have, GeoCities and people don't make their own websites as much, but you can make your own profile and your own, um, you know, little corner of the coding world on GitHub now, and it's a very personalized, cool thing. So um, when we saw this new capability, you can put videos in there, you can show your um, programming languages you use. There's all sorts of little widgets that you can put in there now that show like what languages you, you do the most of, how many pull requests how many, like there's a lot of neat stuff there. It has a little graph that you can do. So there's a lot of neat stuff, so uh, check that out.
1: Um, and yeah, Kenny has a great guide to take you through all of it. Uh, she also wrote another guide in collaboration with FoamyGuy, uh, GitHub Action Status Tower Light. Uh, this is a common project people want to build where um, you know there's uh, continuous integration and you use one of our USB plug-in power lights. You don't have to write any microcontroller code uh, it actually runs on your desktop computer and it communicates with the light over USB. And it tells you uh, when your actions are queued, running, uh, succeeded or failed.
0: And uh, here's that video that Liz put together for the Azure Guide.
3: Sure. You can use Python and Microsoft Azure together for your IoT projects. In this demo project, you'll learn how to get started with Azure's IoT Central and then write CircuitPython code to log sensor data and send it to Azure. The project uses the Feather ESP32-S2-TFT and the BME-688 Stemma board. The BME-688 logs ambient temperature, humidity, and pressure readings. These readings are displayed on the Feather's built-in TFT and transmitted to Azure. The TFT screen also shows the last time data was sent to Azure, as well as battery percentage. Battery life is logged to Azure so you know exactly when you need to recharge. In your IoT Central application, you can check the status of your device and view dashboards that display your log data over time. You can set up email alerts when your data hits certain thresholds, such as humidity being too high or your battery running low. Learn how you can build this project yourself by checking out the Learn Guide at learn.adafruit.com.
0: Okay, and this time for real, we're doing uh, advanced manufacturing in New York City factory footage right here from Adafruit. (laughs) Perfect. <laughs> And it wouldn't be main New York City factory footage unless we showed you what the camera that we have on the window sees, which is this Disney building. Uh, all the time. More windows. Forever. Non-stop. Yeah. Okay, that's 3D printing time. This week, we're going to show two in a row from no, Noah Pedro. This is the little mirror project, and then the droid. Yes. And then we're going to go right to speed ups. This is kind of Star Wars themed, except for the first one. OK. So take
4: it away. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're building a mini smart mirror with Adafruit's Pi Portal. You can 3D print and DIY your own smart mirror that displays weather info. When you wave your hand in front of the mirror, the display turns on and then automatically shuts off after a few seconds. This uses the ESP32 Wi-Fi module to pull weather data from the Open Weather Maps API to display temperature, weather conditions, and the local time. The Pi Portal features the ATSAMD51 with an ESP32 Wi-Fi coprocessor, 8MB of flash storage, and some onboard sensors. Our 3D printed case features a mirror-like design with an adjustable viewing angle. A piece of laser-cut acrylic features a one-way mirrored film so you can see the display through the reflections. We think it's a pretty cool effect for projects with the display. The code for this project was done in Adafruit's CircuitPython and uses the onboard ambient light sensor to detect your hand. The code calculates what the percentage is of the maximum amount of light being read and then detects when there's a change. This allows the project to work in areas with different lighting conditions. We think it's a nice use of the Pi Portal's ambient light sensor for IoT projects with displays. 3D print the parts to build the snap fit case and get a piece of acrylic from a laser cutting service. You can apply one-way mirrored film to any piece of acrylic and make your own smart mirror. Follow along with our learn guide to get the full step-by-step tutorial on building your own. So, if you're looking to make a project with an IoT display, definitely check out Adafruit's Pi Portal. Thanks for watching and be sure to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're making an animatronic toy inspired by Star Wars. We designed and 3D printed a toy droid inspired by Lola59 from Star Wars Kenobi. All of the electronics are packed into the 3D printed body and feature magnets so we can rest on a shoulder with a ferrous metal band. We're using powerful neodymium magnets so we can hang out and stick to metal surfaces. It's powered by the Adafruit Itsy Bitsy RP2040 running CircuitPython. Head over to CircuitPython.org and download the latest firmware for your dev board. You can download the UF2 and drag and drop to automatically install the firmware. Be sure to check out the guide on the aid of your learning system for a full tutorial on building this project. With CircuitPython, your dev board shows up like a USB flash drive where you can store assets like audio files, images, your code, and libraries. The code for this project was written by Philip Burgess and can be customized to work with other builds. The servo-controlled wings feature randomized movements and the NeoPixel LEDs animate and change colors. We think this makes CircuitPython the best platform for cosplay props and droids alike. Get the parts to build this project by checking out the links in the description of this video. 3D print the parts in your favorite filament and then paint or finish the surfaces. The Itsy Bitsy is wired up to a LiPo backpack, so you can recharge the battery over USB. Strips of header pins are soldered to the wires and insulated using Kapton tape. A magnetic plate press fits into the recess on the bottom of the droid. The PCBs can then be press fitted into the built-in clips over the magnetic plate. The two servos are secured with machine screws and the cables are fitted through the cutouts and pulled through the other side. The battery rests on top of the dev board and plugs into the LiPo backpack. With the main parts installed, the cables can then be connected with the two mounting plates snap fitting together. A slide switch is accessible on the other side so you can turn the circuit on and off. The 3D printed servo horns are positioned to avoid clipping and moving in the wrong direction. We brushed on metallic paint for the red color on the main upper body and wings. Metal wire or a paper clip can be used as the pin to create the hinge for the two wings and tail. Use flush sniffs to trim pieces of metal wire and insert them through the holes in the hinges. Then use needle nose pliers to bend the ends to keep them in place so they won't slip out. The antenna is installed using the same process with a piece of metal wire from a paperclip. Wire up the NeoPixels to some header pins and install them into the two sockets so the wires can be connected together on the other side. With all the electronics connected, the body can then be snap fitted together. The domes are printed in translucent filament and snap fit into the sockets. And that's it. We had a lot of fun bringing our droid to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge over at Hollywood Studios and hope this inspires you to check out Adafruit's CircuitPython for your next project. Thanks for watching and be sure to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit.
0: To make all this stuff and more on 3D Hangouts every single week with you and Pedro. So, before we go over to IonMPI, just a bit of a reminder go to Space Girl, 10% off in the Native Fruit Store, all the way up to 11 59 p.m. tonight. Okay. So, let's do this.
1: Play the song. IonMPI.
0: All right. This week's Ion MPI is from a Scotch brand Lady Ada. What is this week's Ion MPI? Brought to you by DigiKey.
1: I'm glad you asked. Uh, so this is by Three M Scotch, and it's the Cushion Lock protective wrap and dispenser. So Cushion Lock is the trademark name, um, and it's really great timing because uh, Mr. Lady Ada and I had been talking about sustainable packaging. Uh, and then this popped up on digikey.com slash new, which I strongly recommend. Uh, I get really good ideas there, not just for NPI, but for products uh, in addition. And um, this is a two-parter. So there is this metal dispenser and then there is the reel of die-cut paper that uh, you buy separately. The dispenser you only have to buy one of and then the re- die-cut reel of paper you get multiple times and as you see when you yank on the paper it sort of expands into this uh, hexagonal grid Um, so you could buy the paper I think it comes in both like 20 foot and 1,000 foot reels Uh, DigiKeys just stocks 1,000 foot reels because it's you're expecting that you're gonna do a lot of shipping Uh, and this image from uh, 3M shows it very nicely Um, and it's designed for shipping packaging and storing Um, And then this is a close-up of the dispenser. You don't have to use a dispenser, but especially if you're using the thousand-foot reel, it's pretty heavy, so uh, it is recommended. I'll
0: say this: now that I've unpacked it and used it, you should use a dispenser. (laughs)
1: Okay, Uh, wisdom there for you, from Mr. Ladyata. Okay, so you know traditionally what people um, have been using for the last few decades for shipping and packaging, and you know there's more e-commerce than ever is foam peanuts. These are very familiar styrofoam peanuts, or now they're made of a, uh, you know, foam material that's compostable or sometimes water soluble. Um, or, uh, you know, bubble wrap uh, is really common. This, of course, comes in a big bubble, small bubble, you know, double captive bubble, anti-static, etc. multiple uh, variations as shown here in this um, lovely image from Wikimedia. Um, but the problem with the packing peanuts and the, um, Bubble wrap is, they're really big. Like this is how our, we, we buy from a local uh, bubble wrap um, manufacturer here in New York, and so they have a truck that comes around and delivers it. So it doesn't have to go more than a couple blocks, but still like these are really big to store. Um, you know, even if you get ones that are recyclable, uh, there's just a lot of space required to store them. And if you are shipping them, if, you're not, if you don't live a couple blocks from a New York City uh, packaging manufacturer, um, you have to ship it to you and that's a little bit wasteful. And of course, the packing peanuts are also um, gigantic, even if they're stored in a compressed format. There is, um, you know, from s- companies like Sealed Air and others, and you know, if you buy from online, sometimes you see these sort of pillowy, uh, large fo- uh, fill shapes. Um, you know, you buy it flat on a reel again, and then there's this little machine which uses a compressor, either internal or external, and it blows up the uh, pillows for you as you need them. And so the storage and shipping of them is not as difficult, but you need that um, compressed air machine. And there's also bubble wrap ones that you know, basically make bubble uh, wrap with, by uh, injecting air instantaneously just before you need it. But again, um, you need to buy the machine. The machine's not cheap. Um, and it can be pretty loud as well. So what I thought was nice about this is it kind of has the storage um, and shipping ease of the uninflated uh, bubble stuff, but has the uh, puff, you know, puffability of um, bubble wrap. So it kind of doesn't require that machine um, and of course it's made out of 100% recycled paper and it's easily recyclable because it's just uh, craft cardboard paper. So I think it kind of has like the three things that I'm, I think is really great in um, a, a sustainability friendly packaging material, easy to store, easy to ship, doesn't require extra equipment or maintenance um, and uh, does the job and is recycled and recyclable. Um, These are some, you know, in use images showing uh, what it looks like, you know, if you buy the gigantic roll and you, as you pull it, it expands. And then um, what's neat is on the inside, there's these like, it's, it's hex, but there's these little teeth. And the teeth, um, they're not sharp enough to like cut you or damage any uh, material that you're wrapping in, but it grabs against itself, which means that you can wrap it into this nice ball and you get this like volume fill, um, which is a struggle that with, you know, some sustainable packaging like, um, you know, uh, I've seen sort of like the crinkled paper um, style packaging. It's very heavy um, and it's very dense. And so it's it's recyclable and it's um, void filling, but it adds so much weight that now you're using more fuel to ship. Whereas I think that this is uh, very lightweight, um, like a honeycomb shape, um, but it sticks together and it gives you that uh, fluffiness. Um, there's just a couple more photos from uh, Scott showing it in action. Um, and if you're like, "Wow, this seems really familiar," it is um, because uh, Digikey actually uses a, has used this. This stuff just came out like a month ago. Uh, but historically for the last few decades they've used um, a similar product called uh, Giami, which is much thinner um, but uh, cats really love it and um, this was not an excuse to put in photos of cats it was i really just wanted to add some cat photos to this INPI. Um, but this stuff is good but it's very thin um, and you see it doesn't have those teeth that interlock onto each other which gives it that void fill and so um, while this stuff is good for delicate small things I think that this, um, the cushion lock is from 3M is gonna be better for void filled, big cushioning, cap- you know, requirements. Um, and you won't need nearly as much of it. Um, and this is good timing for us because we've been thinking about sustainability as our sustainability page on adafruit.com slash sustainability.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and just one thing I wanna mention too is when you're shipping thousands of packages a day um, and you're coming up with, um, solutions for sustainable packaging one of the things that's tough is so we experiment with some of the different packaging materials when you use something and it doesn't work out you have to overnight a replacement to a customer and there goes like your carbon you know like there it is so you have to find things like we've tried this like mushroom packaging we're playing around with it and if it's humid or it rains, it kind of melts a little bit. There, there's a lot of things that, that are challenging, but this, this is looking pretty good. So this might be one of the things yeah. that uh, we consider. Um, Digi-Key has a sustainability page as well. And you can see their history and their environmental impact and um, some of their environmental certifications as well.
1: Yes, yeah, so this is a great, you know, great timing for us. And, um, you know, I, I picked up, uh, we all show this uh, on the front camera in a moment. Um, both these things are stocked and sold. The dispenser and the reels are stocked and sold by Digikey. Um, I will say they're quite heavy. I don't recommend overnight shipping, uh, yeah. but ground shipping worked great, and I got it in three days um, from from yeah. Digikey to the East Coast. And then this is yeah. uh, the demo. And so
0: one of the neat things is you can adjust the tension on oh. this wheel here, and it'll make it easier to pull or not, because you you know you need some. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: as you pull it, it expands. Yeah.
0: And what I like about this, because I used to, so, I was all of the shipping department and Lady Ada was all the kidding yes. department when Adafruit Fruit was just two people, and I wish I had this back then because what I like is you could do this and then it's easy to tear off.
1: Oh, wow. It just rips off. It, it just
0: rips off, and I feel and like just, I could ship fast, but I feel like I would have been able to ship faster. Yeah. And, and it I like, has the
1: same, again, the volume of bubble wrap.
0: Yeah. It's nice. It doesn't require power and it doesn't require proprietary uh, like air tech. Yeah. And um, this is uh, recyclable materials. So for the inside Cats of stuff, it. yeah, so for the inside of stuff, um, I think this is a pretty good choice and we're gonna be experimenting with it. One of the things that we're gonna probably need to do too is um, give customers a choice of if they want very sustainable stuff. The pricing isn't there yet, but they could add like a dollar the shipping cost if they want to and support um, some types of packaging material it'll be a very special and specific thing um, that we have on our site but that's one of the ideas but uh, I like this as a yeah. uh, as someone who, who has shipped hundreds of thousands of packages and,
1: and actually it's another thing I you know in the write-up I, I highlight it's good for single person businesses um, because again it doesn't require yeah. a compressor it doesn't require power it Doesn't require a $4,000 air injector And also, if you have a small workspace, like, you know, I started Adafruit out of a dorm room. I didn't have space for bubble, I I couldn't store one of those bubble wrap rolls, but this is actually very small and easily storable. Um, But it's also fast and um, affordable and easy to use for um, a warehouse worker. So we're going to try this out in our shipping department. And
0: some folks have um, very specific. Um, companies that they use, and some that they don't. So some folks don't like Uline. This is not from Uline.
1: It's not from Uline. And that is
0: that is one of its uh, selling features. Okay. And that's <laughs> this week's, INMPI.
1: on M P I.
0: All right. So uh, before we go off to new products, just a reminder, Space Girl, let's decode. I just want
1: to like stretch this. Down. You ready, lady? Yes. Let's do it. Ooh. <amar dro Kriegs> <laughs> like, come, I'm a cat too, maybe. To First, up, we are
0: all cats. Okay. We <laughs> are um, all cats. Yeah.
1: Okay, so let me put away this. Expensive. So uh, let's we, kick it
0: off. we got a bunch of these.
1: All right, so we've got a large uh, number of uh, different pin number counts of these magnetic connectors. Uh, we stocked the 2.5 2.54 millimeter 0.1 inch pitch uh, spacing connectors Uh, but those only go up to I think about six pins and uh, some people are like I want seven eight nine pin connectors Um, and they only seem to come in 2.2 millimeter that said they're a little bit more compact and they they do work quite well so I thought I'd show them as a demo Uh, so they're again they're not uh, breadboard friendly because they're 2.2 millimeter not 2.54 millimeter. Uh, but there's a data sheet um, that we have uploaded and uh, if you're using this for the PCB, you can solder this into a PCB. Wanna easily. show this? Yes, sorry, let me I'm gonna show all four of them at a time. Sorry, there's a there's a party going on here. Yeah, why don't you not we show this off? Um, Okay, so uh, these are them. So we've got uh, six, seven, eight and nine pin. So I'm just gonna show the nine pin one. It comes as two pieces. Um, you see there's two neodymium and they like to stick together. Uh, two neodymium magnets um, here and on the back of here. Um, and if you try to um, connect these, they fight you. Like, no, I do not want to, I will not touch. They will not touch each other. They really, I mean, you're extremely strong maybe you get it but it really is hard but then the moment you have it the right way they just snap instantly together and what
0: would you use for strain relief on these is the question
1: well you know the, what's interesting is they actually are quite uh, the pins are quite strong so i think if these were soldered to a pcb um yeah. i think that that would be strong enough to to be strain relief if you if you had something that was you know board to board flat if not um there is this notch that goes all the way around and again it's in the data sheet um, you would injection mold or 3D print something that has the notch, and the notch would hold it in place, and then you could solder wires. So those are two options. Um, I really wish that we could get the 0.1 inch spacing ones in this many pins, but they just don't make them. So we didn't get a ton of these, but I think for some people these are still going to be uh, quite handy. So six, seven, eight, and nine okay. pins.
0: Okay. Also in the chat, people suggested heat shrink for that.
1: Okay, heat shrink, good. Uh, I think you need a lot of mechanical TPU, support. TPU,
0: 3D printing as yeah, well. Yeah. Okay.
1: work. Okay, next up, uh, you know, we for a long time stocked um, this conductive rubber cord that we kind of use as a stretch sensor. And we had a couple of people ask us if we could get it in sheet form. And I was like, yeah, you can. So this is carbon, uh, black carbon impregnated rubber. And um, we have it in two thicknesses, one millimeter. And then this one, which you can tell is much stretchier is uh, yeah. half a millimeter. So not I got- Not as stretchy. Not as stretchy.
0: More stretchy. Very
1: stretchy. And um, it's 200 millimeters by 200 millimeters. And I think it's about, it's volumetric. Remember, it's not a cord. So there's volumetric uh, resistance of, I think about 50 to 70 ohms per millimeter. Um, There's online calculators that let you kind of figure out what that means. But basically the resistance is not that high, uh, but when you stretch it, you'll see the resistance goes up a little bit. And you can cut this into any shape. So traditionally this is used for, EMF shielding or gasketing or like whenever you want some um, anti-static conductivity stuff, but it's an interesting material. Um, I think it could be cool to cut or glue or attach or use as a ultra flexible conductive element um, that isn't thread Uh, has, you know, conformability, Uh, and it does have some stretch sensing capability, but you don't need to use it as a stretch sensor Uh, to connect to it. um, You know, I'm using alligator clips. Uh, for this demo that Jelly uh, shot. But um, I think you could probably also use rivets or, or snap connectors as long as you have some, um, some fabric as a you know, backing on one side to just give it uh, some protection against ripping. Interesting materials. I, I like to carry interesting yeah. conductive materials. Okay, next up. Next up, uh, from Elkai, we've got these really cool soldering kits. These are great for learning how to solder. Uh, you don't have to be a science girl, but they are two science girl projects. One is Space Girl, um, so you get it as a kit of parts. You see this beautiful PCB, um, which has a gorgeous blue and purple and gold design to it. You get two LEDs, a battery holder and a switch. Um, now in order to make shipping easy, we don't include the battery. We, we sell the battery, you can buy it separately or you, if you have a coin cell. Um, but because they're, they're shipping restricted and you can't ship them air, uh, we want to make sure that people um, weren't forced to ship them ground if they, if they needed them faster or you want to ship them overseas uh, without needing to include the coin cell. So just keep that in mind. Um, there's also a biology girl. Um, and she has a beautiful golden, blue, teal um, uh, greenhouse where she grows her plants. Uh, likewise, has a beautiful PCB with this uh, lovely silkscreen art. Uh, It comes with two uh, rainbow LEDs, a battery holder, and a switch. uh, Like the Science Girl or Space Girl um, pin, it does not include a battery uh, for easy shipping, but we stock the CR2032 batteries or use any coin cell that you have handy.
0: Okay, next up we got a few different types of these.
1: Mm, Yes, so we were looking at people who were doing model making, um, and a lot of them were using uh, basically SMT LEDs on wires. Um, these are a real pain to solder, so we like that these come pre-soldered and ready to go. We have them in a couple wonderful colors. Uh, you saw green, you saw blue, you saw purple, pink, and warm white. Yeah. So these are the, I think these are the colors. Green, blue, colors. purple, pink,
0: warm white. And uh, when you go to the site, you can pick any of these, and if you want to see what they look like, not lit
1: up. This is what they look like. So really, it is an 0805 LED with a red wire connected to the anode, a blue wire connected to the cathode, and there's no resistor, so uh, keep that in mind. You'll want to, you know, you can power this off a coin cell or something that gives you basically three, th- 3.3 volts. If not, add a resistor. But what's really nice is it comes with this wire wrap wire. Um, it's very thin, but it's just stiff enough that you can um, move it around. And, of course, we've got these beautiful demos. Um, they are quite bright. Uh, you know, you just PWM them as a normal LED, and they'll fit anywhere. So um, really handy if you don't want to do that fine pitch soldering, but you want to make a wearable or a design or something with just very small LED lights in them um, that are far away from a PCB. This will definitely save you the effort and they come in a pack of five. One warning, uh, there is no strain relief on the solder side. So uh, be very careful. Um, When you hold them, hold them by the wires. Do not hold them by the LED because it's very easy to break off um, the wire if you're not careful. So just uh, use a little bit of care, but that's why we give you five. So maybe think of it as four plus a bonus one.
0: Yeah. Okay, next up.
1: Okay, this is uh, you know, one of the stars of the show, uh, which is um, an update to the LSM-60S33. Uh, we really liked that IMU from ST, but wouldn't um, you know it, it's affected by the chip shortage and um, discontinued. So instead, uh, we're using the LSM-60S3 TRC, uh, which is an IMU that has accelerometer, that's A, and gyroscope uh, G, and so you can see if I hold it still, it's measuring about uh, 10 meters per second per second, and if I twist it, uh, the gyro goes a little bonkers. Um, so this IMU, it's, it's considered entry level, but it's still very good, um, it is, pin compatible with the LSM6DSOX, that one and the ISM330, those are higher level, higher uh, capability uh, and precision IMUs. But this one is great for if you just want to do basic IMU detection, uh, motion, twisting, and then add a magnetometer and you can do uh, full uh, attitude and orientation. Uh, It's inexpensive, so Basically, if you are looking for uh, the lowest cost accelerometer gyro IMU on the market, at this time, uh, this is it. And uh, thankfully it works wonderfully with our Arduino and CircuitPython library code. Uh, Someone contributed CircuitPython support and we added Arduino support last week. Um, It's also got some other cool things. Uh, Just one quick demo is uh, it has a step counter, a pedometer. Uh, So if you start walking, um with this you'll see it counts the steps as if you were walking with a pedometer um so like projects like this where you want to do step counting or shake detection all that's built into the chip you don't have to do it the detection on the microcontroller it's done inside and uh, of course it comes with stem I Q T, so it's plug and play uh no soldering required if you want to use it with a raspberry pi or arduino or cutie pi raspberry pi pico etc all those will work wonderfully
0: All right, and the star of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, our community, our customers, our staff, and everyone who makes this thing go is Raspberry Pi has an exciting lineup of new things that just came out. There's Pico H's, there's Pico WH's, there's Pico W's. Lady Ada, what are the new things from Raspberry Pi that just dropped?
1: Okay, so the most exciting one is the Pico W, which people have apparently started calling the Pico cow or the Pi cow Um, because it's Pico with a W at the end. And this is just like the RP2040 Pico uh, development board that Raspberry Pi released uh, a little bit more than a year ago, except um, now instead of that bottom side of the board being kind of empty when having Raspberry Pi logo, it now has a wireless module. It's under that metal tin and it's the same wireless module that's used in uh, the Raspberry Pi 0W and the Raspberry Pi 4. Um, So it's a very powerful and capable 2.4 gigahertz radio, and it's gonna an onboard antenna. Um, that module can do Bluetooth classic, Bluetooth low energy, and Wi-Fi, although at the time of launch, uh, it is only coming with Wi-Fi support in MicroPython and the Pico SDK. Uh, it is pin compatible with the Pico, but there's a couple little changes. I'm still learning all of them because you know I just got my hand on one, but for example, the LED uh, is not connected to a GPIO, it's connected to the module. The module uses this, Um, SPI interface to communicate. Um, So there's a couple pins that are shared, um, that are not available. Check the documentation, I don't remember the exact uh, numbers of them. Um, But it comes with MicroPython support out of the box. And again, Pico SDK, we're looking at CircuitPython support. Um, The drivers were just released uh, publicly, so we can actually take a look at what it would take uh, to do that port. Um, But basically, you know, it's a very inexpensive board that has a powerful dual Cortex M0 chip wi-fi uh, 2.4 gigahertz and then the future will have uh bluetooth classic and bluetooth low energy capability uh, and it's pin compatible with existing pico boards so you can just pico
0: and what's this one
1: okay there's also another board that's been released this is the pico h um, so this is a slightly spin of the classic pico it no longer has castellated pads instead it has uh, pin headers so if you don't want to solder Um, you can just plug this right in. Also the debug port has been changed from headers to a um, JST-SH 3-pin connector. Uh, We'll try to get a cable so people can uh, can get that um, used soon. But basically you know if you have a you have a project or you want to use the breadboard you don't want to solder um, you know it's only a dollar more and it comes ready to go uh, pre-tested, pre-soldered, plug into a breadboard or um, into sockets Uh, or a perm proto, what have you. And then there's also going to be, not shown here, a version of the Pico W with headers. We don't have photos of that yet. It's coming out in a couple months, Um, but uh, you can sign up to be notified when we do get those in. I just don't know exactly when that might be, Uh, but right now the the big announcement is the Pico with headers. So update the Pico to add headers and the Pico W which has added uh, full wireless Wi Fi, Bluetooth Classic, and Bluetooth Energy module uh, to the Pico W um, for a great way to add IoT projects for very low cost with Raspberry Pi hardware. New products. Yay, new, 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 peak out, peak out, moo, moo, moo. You <laughs> said a song.
0: Okay, so um, we're going to do some questions, but first we're going to do some top secrets, so don't forget start lining up your questions.
1: Put your questions in the chat.
0: Discord, adafruit.it slash discord, and we're going to get to those right after we do some top secret. Let's... Uh,
1: Open up the vault. We will. will.
0: I was gonna do like a Mission Impossible type thing. Can we do like? Or maybe like Ocean's Eleven. I want
1: like the Pink Panther theme. We could do a Pink Panther theme. Okay. So first up, secret.
0: You you posted up this. We just we just put this on the the socials. What did I do? You were like, hey, there's this chip going around. Oh
1: yeah, this was weird. Okay, so you know, as as you know, there's a chip shortage. Um, So, you know, what started was, I was actually telling the fab team, you know, I started with the FT232BM, which got discontinued, got replaced with the FT232RL, which is a little expensive, so I replaced that with the CP2104, which just got discontinued, and I replaced it with the CP2102N, uh, which also is very hard to get right now, so I went to the CH9102F. Um, But as I was looking at the drivers for the CH2102F from WCH, they they make the um, CH3, 343 and 340 USB serial converters as well. I noticed that they had this like funky chip um, that had four UARTs uh, and a US, and a US single USB connection. And it has um, high-speed uh, USB. So I think that's kind of cool because it means you could actually, cause, you know, as you're getting into that the megabit uh, per second UART speed, you actually do need more than just uh, 20, 12 megabit per second full speed. So I thought I'd make a breakout for this. Haven't designed that. um, This is the CH twenty one O two F breakout that I did design uh, while I was distracting myself with that CH three four four.
0: Okay, and then um, this is is a top secret because we're still working on um, getting these into the store. So every time folks saw these, they're like, "Those are noodles," and um, we came up with a bunch of different names. Some were spaghetti related. Um, Somewhere like Angel Hair Pasta, the Ada Love uh, Love Laces came up. That was a good one. Um, but noodles, uh, it was hard to not acknowledge them as noodles. So we started playing around with some logos and some ideas. And we like noodles and ramen. I and, love noodles. And in New I York, there's a lot. And we kind of settled on like, well, you know, people. There's there's a place in New York uh, that when you walk by, it says, uh, you know, check out our nudes. And so we're like, you know what? Folks are calling noodles nudes. And we're kind of playing on the, uh, maybe like a little bit of Blade Runner, kind of like play on the words of, of, of nudes. And so we think we're going to call these nudes, just like we call certain things NeoPixels, and we have other things. Um, and so I just wanted to show you kind of some of the experiments and some of the ideas with the logos. And then this is uh, an animation that goes along with it. Nudes. Nudes. And that's this week's top secret.
1: OK. Nudes it is. Nudes, 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 Nude. 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 nudes. All right, we're going to do questions
0: and then we're going to get you out of here. Okay. Okay. So, first up, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Kit, um, kit. What did you think of the story that's been going around and it's also come back about the rumor of companies harvesting? Um, washing machines for their microcontrollers. Do you think it's true? Do you think there's anything?
1: I don't I don't think it's true. I mean, I think that there was like one, there was probably like one R and D person who was like, oh, you know, I need three chips and I can't get them. And they found a washing machine, you know, maybe they just did it like once or twice and in a just fit of desperation, but it doesn't make any sense. Cause like any company that could afford to buy washing machines for chips is better off just contacting the company and getting samples. Like I've been able to get samples of chips if necessary, so I don't, I don't think it's, I think it's true. I think it's a little bit like that backdoor silicon PCB story from Bloomberg. It's like yeah. somebody had this theoretical, you know, it's like people always like, here's this theoretical thing that happened and it gets turned into like.
0: I, I do think that the way the news works now, including the tech world, is we're all addicted to suffering and anxiety, and that story sure hits all of those things. Like, we're gonna be scavenging for parts in washing machines. Like, yeah. it, it, ma- it it makes you afraid of the future.
1: It's, it's a very cyberpunk yeah. thing to say, so I think that, it just sounds cool.
0: Yeah, it it does sound kinda cool. Okay, uh, plans for a Pico feather?
1: You know, we've got the RP2040 feather. Um, the Pico isn't quite feather shaped, but I might make an adapter of some sort
0: um maybe manufacturers could put a moratorium and just chips until the shortage improves yeah i know
1: always, yeah. right yeah. but unfortunately uh, it's the exact opposite
0: any plans for a circular display
1: i i have some samples i've just been so busy with redesigns and uh uh sourcing i'm i'm starting to get back into doing some hardware design because i just i just ran out of things i could revise um but you're gonna see a couple more revisions come out it is a little it's a little. know we're very prolific which is great but also means that um you know every everything that went unavailable affected a significant amount of our products
0: okay next up if a raspberry pi is powered by a power boost module of five volts and you don't want to power several uh i squared c breakouts via raspberry pi 3.3 Volt GPIO, can you power the breakouts instead with the TLV62569 3.3 buck converter and connect the buck converter to the bat pin of the power boost? Can there be problems if the buck converter is connected to the power boost module because the buck converter has a 1.5 megahertz fixed frequency and the power boost module has a 700 kilohertz frequency.
1: You can do it, there's no reason not to. Um, however, I really would just recommend powering from the Raspberry Pi's 3.3 volt regulator. Um, it's a, it's a you know, buck converter, it's very good. It can supply a significant amount of current. Um, I, I think you're better off with that than adding another power supply. There's no reason you can't, but your, your efficiency is just getting shot. Uh, another option is of course, is just use a linear regulator off of the battery Um, that'll get you very close but to boost and then buck is kind of a kind of a pain
0: all right there is a ramen restaurant by someone in the community called send nudes and then when someone someone says when i get some in my cart the native fruit is gonna send nudes we will send you some nudes. and then someone's slightly concerned but yes please send nudes uh yeah this is working out okay uh question for the show um with limited parts are you still finding tfts hard to obtain and is it challenging to decide to do ESP32S2 versus ESP32S3 for stocking in the shop?
1: Um, TFTs, it, it's interesting. Smaller TFTs are got easier to get again, which is nice. Um, large TFTs are still a very big challenge. Um, it's more that the chipsets have changed around and then you know I'll book an order and then they'll come back and say, actually, we don't actually have that and we only have 100 and it's it's very inconsistent. So I'm seeing, like the tiny TFTs we use for like the TFT feather boards, um, those are fine, but um, like seven inch and five inch TFTs are still, the, the glass for them and the chips for them are still um, being a little difficult. So um, it's it's a mix. It's not as bad as it was, it was like terrible two years ago. Like it, prices were five times, it's not like that anymore. Prices are like maybe 20% up.
0: Okay, can you easily flip and invert the uh, IS-31FL37 Four, 1 13 by 9, matrix display.
1: No, not really. Um, because it's not, it doesn't have like a register for that. You'd have to do it in software.
0: Okay. Yeah, Mark says it's been a few months, has it looked up? but could probably rotate display, never tested, or you could rewrite the map file. Flipped. You can
1: rotate, but that's not, flipping is different. Flipping okay. is a is a harder All right. quest.
0: Alright. Um, someone know what percentage of the mailbag stuff that we do um, is uh, is from snail mail. Believe it or not, we get handwritten notes from people that um, are pretty nice. And so what we do is we type them up and send them to our team. Um, We do suggest email, it's probably better uh, for a lot of folks, but you know what? It's always nice to get a uh, handwritten thing too. So uh, I would say out of all of it, it's probably less than 1%, but we get a lot of um, mailbag letters. Altogether via email, so it'll always be a bigger percentage of, of email. Okay, um, last up, and then I'll get you out of here. Yes. Question: I was given a small solar cell meant for security systems like Blankways uh, Junior. It's five volts. Would you see it being harmful to use a feather with a light pole to do a solar project? Will the feather safely go into battery low light bad conditions?
1: Um, if if the bad, if the solar cell has a has a charge manager in it and it gives you five volts out, which it might, um, then that's fine. If it's really just a solar cell, uh, you can't use it. You have to use a solar charger. We stock uh, like a BQ2425475 or something uh, and it's a sol- our solar charger and it works great. But no, you no, most LiPo chargers, you cannot hook up a solar cell to it and have it work. It won't okay.
0: work. Last one, but next time put this in Uh, Discord. Does the Seesaw dev boards require a logic level shifter for Raspberry Pi I2C to Neopixel? I'm not understanding if the 3-volt logic from the Pi needs to be shifted for 5-volt LEDs.
1: Um, No, the Seesaw boards um, have logic level shifting. Uh, The Neopixels we use seem to work fine at 3.3 volts. Uh, They're not terribly bright, but they're good enough. Um, So you shouldn't need to do any level shifting at all. That said, the Raspberry Pi has built in... Uh, powerful I-squared C resistors. So you can probably power the seesaw from five volts. Um, and still, it'll, it'll still end up being 3.3 volt logic because the, the Raspberry Pi's uh, pull-ups are much stronger than the seesaws.
0: Okay, really, really last one this time. What's the difference between Kapton Tape and heat shrink on wired connections?
1: Um, heat shrink is, you know, you it has to go on first and you shrinks on, and Kapton Tape is just a non-conductive tape.
0: Them's the questions.
1: And yeah, it's heat, uh, it's heat resistant.
0: All right, everybody, don't forget the code is Space Girl. We will have this code go until 11.59 p.m. Special thanks to Zay, who's running stuff behind the scenes in the Adafruit Slack. Special thanks to all the Adafruit team members who've been doing a ton of amazing work. Thank you for keeping this thing going. Thank you to our customers, our community, all the folks out there. Um, everyone makes something. Everyone could make something. We could come together and alleviate a lot of the the pain and suffering that a lot of folks have by just making stuff together so thanks for spending some time with us maybe we can all convince others to join in and make some cool stuff and show and share their hopes and dreams and projects we'll see everybody next week if
1: not we've got cushion lock protective wrap and cats
0: we'll see everybody uh, next week this has been an adafruit production here is your moment of zener thanks everybody next week